Hi, you're listening to a podcast brought to you by the teaching team at New Life in North Lincolnshire. New Life is committed to helping transform people and transform places through the love and power of Jesus Christ. We hope you, in some small way, will be blessed and transformed by this message. Russ has lost some weight. I found it. <laughs> so, my name's Chris. What's your name? Okay, you can't all be called Chris. Can we do that again? My name's Chris. What's your name? Got most of your names. Thank you. It's so good to be with you. I do feel like I am at home. So, please, let me come back and hang out with you more. I love it. It's so good. So I'm bringing some teaching uh, for us this morning. You know what? I wish the teaching was like a 20-foot jelly. I really do. And I wish that the means of you getting it was a shovel. And that somehow I could go... Like that. Do you know the expression, more caught than taught? Have you come across that expression? More caught than taught. It's not an excuse for my teaching this morning that it's not going to be up to much and you're going to catch hold of something. But I feel like there's a river flowing this morning and you are going to catch it. It's more caught than taught. And I hope that the inside out challenge of what you've got for the sake of those who haven't, you'll catch hold of it. You get it. You know, I was driven this morning uh, by my friend Martin, who's a student with the Light College. It was so good. He'd put a, a worship playlist on. It was like just soaking in and soaking in and soaking. It was very different to the last time I got a lift, which was on Monday night with a taxi driver from the station who was playing death metal. Uh, and every, he seemed to like the phrase bull poo. And that seemed to be in his general vocabulary. He used it a lot. And he was like, mate, where you've been? I said, I've been in Liverpool. He goes, why? I said, oh, I'm really into God, I said. And then he went bull poo. Um, and I've been on a retreat. I've been praying in a place where there's nuns. He thought that was hilarious. And I'm explaining about what I was doing. And he goes, mate, no, it's all bull poo. It's all bull poo. It's all bull poo. Um, and then he says, oh, I had to do this Bible study thing because I was going to be like um, a godfather for my cousin. And he's explaining how he had to go along to church. And he did like these Bible studies. But then he said something that really broke my heart. And it got me thinking. Because he said, what about the bones then? I was like, what, mate? Yeah, the bones. Didn't find the bones, did they? You see, Jesus must be made up. Didn't find his bones. And he's driving, telling me that they didn't find the bones of Jesus. I'm like, oh, mate, that's the whole point. <laughs> he goes, what, what do you mean? You see, it's all bull poo, bull poo. It's all bull poo. I'm like, mate, no, no, listen. Um, you see, Jesus, he's, he's alive. He's alive. Uh, that's how it, 
he changed my life. And we arrive at my house, and uh, he goes, no, mate, no. And I said, can I, can I just shake your hand? I don't know what else to say. Can I just shake your hand? And I shake his hand, and I bless him in the name of Jesus. But that conversation broke my heart because he simply didn't have a clue what you and I know so well. How did you feel when I said, he said, what about the bones? You must have been thinking, flipping out, what's this guy on? What about the bones? But most people around us, most people next to you where you live, most people in your work, most people at school, college, simply haven't got a clue about Jesus. So how do we get out what we've got in so others can have it? So the message this morning is inside out. Could you turn to the person on your left and say, inside out? Inside out. Turn, the, turn to the person behind you and say, get out, will you? No, no, don't, don't leave. Don't leave. And uh, if you can turn to the person at the front and say, you're looking great. Oh, thanks. That's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> so inside out. Now, let me just, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm co-principal of the Light College. It's wonderful uh, to have Jane studying with us and Martin has come along. And we train people in theology, mission, and evangelism. We really do this stuff. We don't just learn about it. But it's practical theology, a degree course in letting others in on what we've got. I also work as an artist. Here's a fancy picture of me on the beach. And uh, a bit of a plug for my new calendar. And uh, I've also brought, uh, I think maybe a couple of hundred, I don't, I don't know how many, but some prints to give away. Uh, so do grab some art prints, um, a new painting that um, I've done called The Chrysalis with a prophetic word on the back. But they're at the back with some books. I love writing about theology. I've written a few books on evangelism and I've written a novel uh, on my hero, Philip, and uh, they're somewhere at the back. Jake's going to um, hopefully look after. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Cheeky little wink from Jake. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right, Chrissy. It's all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I want to remind you of why I've been invited to journey with you this year. And the challenge is this. Be the light. And be one and make one. To be one and to make one. What if, what if each one of us made a disciple of the Lord Jesus this year? What if? And what if the next year? And the next and the next. Whoa, this place would be ramped. People would know Jesus left, right and center. So the challenge is that I will lead someone to the Lord Jesus. And I will be light, and I will make a light. So some of the challenges that I wanted to bring to you as church were this, that I regularly pray for my non-Christian friends. If you're not doing that, would you? I regularly talk to others about my story. If you don't know your story, get used to what you've got, the hope. That you have that people so desperately need. I regularly share God's story and I invite friends and family into our story 
as a church. So as, as we look at Inside Out, you might be sitting there thinking, it sounds good, but how? How? And I kind of know it. I know the scriptures about Jesus saying that he's the light of the world. And then he says, I'm the light of the world as well. Okay, but how? How am I going to get this inside out? Well, there are three simple things that I want to encourage you this morning. And that is, look what's in. Look at what's in. Do you know what's in you? And then we're going to look at, take it out. Well, how do we take it out? And then we're looking at, how do we let it flow out? So let's read scripture together. We're going to look at Mark chapter 4, verses 13 to 23, not 21. Jesus has just taught his first friends in parables. He says, oh, there's a farmer. He had a load of seed and he went and planted it. Some fell here, some there, some in the rocks, some in good soil, some. And then he explains it. And we're going to pick up his parable from verse 13. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any parable? You see, the farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others like seed sown on rocky places hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed, sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. He said to them, do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed, do you? <laughs> Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. I've never got the seed and the light together because wonderfully within my Bibles is in sections. And I've got the section of the farmer, right? I've got the section of a lamp on a stand. But I've never got that it's actually meant to be together. Jesus is teaching about the seed of the good news, which is going to transform Scunthorpe and North Lincolnshire, wherever you live. It's going to transform. You see, seed can't help but grow. It can't. That's what it does. You plant it, it grows. The light that is in you, the goodness that you've got, is that seed. And Jesus says, 
it is not meant to be hidden. It's not going to be tucked away in you. It's meant to be out. Whatever's hidden is going to be disclosed. It needs to be for the sake of this broken world. For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. Whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out. Out. It's meant to be brought out. Like that farmer. He's going out. If he doesn't sow, you see, he's not going to have anything. You can't stand there going, well, rough old year. No harvest. Got nothing. You can't moan down the pub saying, fellas, I haven't got any money. Because I haven't got any crops. If he hasn't sown the seed, fruitfulness comes from bringing the seed out, the light out, that which is hidden in you, out. That's where the fruitfulness comes. That's where people get it. Yes, some people will... Like 30 times, Jesus says, 60, 100 times. The fruitfulness of what you have got. So how? How do we get this out? Well, we need to look what's in. I want to ask you a question. Have you got a little bit of Jesus or a lot of Jesus in you? If you're sitting there thinking, oh, um... I need to tell you, you've got all. If you're sitting there thinking, I might have a little bit. (laughs) Have I got a bit? No, you've got him all. There's no little (laughs) when it comes to having Jesus in you. Do you get that? There's no little. Every single one of us, whether we've been a Christian five minutes or 50 years, we have Jesus living in us. John 15 says this, abide in me, I shall Abide, live, make my home in you. No matter how rough you feel this morning because of the guilt and the shame or whatever you've carried into this place this morning, Jesus lives in you if you have invited him to live in you and surrendered your life to him. When Jesus is teaching about the vine and the branches and he says, would you abide in me and I'll abide in you? He's not saying this as some nice idea in theory. Right? He's literally saying, I'm going to be in you, living in you. Paul says, here's a mystery. Here's a mystery, right? Christ lives in me. It's been hidden, he said, for for the ages. But now, the mystery that was hidden is now revealed that Christ lives in me. So get this, the most holy, the most kind, the most powerful, the most clean, the most content, the most living, the most gentle, the most accepting 
man who has ever and will ever live lives in you. In you. If you're struggling with that idea and you're thinking, yeah, but Chris, I know me. <laughs> I know me. <laughs> I know when I lost it with the kids and I shouted it. I know when. I know. I know when I messed up and I... I want you to focus on what is in you. Look in. What is in you? Cultivate that wonderful presence of Jesus, his life, living within you. When we become followers of Jesus, we become possessed with the Lord Jesus, right? He comes to live in us. That's why we get that expression of, oh, Jesus is in my heart. No, he really is. <laughs> he really is. Look at what is in you. You don't have a little. You have him. You have him. Secondly, take it out. You know, I was... Um, <laughs> I was on the, on the train uh, at Wembley. I think it was the first time where they allowed everyone, like capacity crowd in Wembley. And England played the mighty, triumphant team of Andorra. Do you remember? I think it was it just a few weeks ago. First leg. And what I noticed on the train was that some guys didn't realise that they were out of the stadium. Have you ever seen that? They were loud. They were drunk. <laughs> and one guy with the loudest voice you can imagine on the train coming up from London, heading home, said this. Come on. He didn't just say, come on. He said, come on. <laughs> over and over. And over, at the beginning, it was quite funny. 45 minutes later, it was a no Come on! Come on! And his mates were like, shh, will you just shut up? He couldn't. He couldn't. He was taken out from the stadium. What was in, you see, it was appropriate to cheer England on. <laughs> Come on! But on the train? Really? Didn't, didn't fit. But I tell you what does fit is you taking out what's in here, out. That fits. Because it fits because we live in a world that desperately, desperately needs what you've got. People are hungry for you. I always remember God speaking through a waitress as I brought a word of knowledge to someone. And I made someone cry. And this waitress came up to me and said, excuse me, you made that lady cry. I was like, yeah, did she tell you why? She's like, yeah, I've got, I've got goosebumps all over me, she said. She said, would you pray for me? So I prayed for her and God spoke through her. She said, you know what? People like us need people like you. got me. 
people like us need people like you. People desperately need what you've got. You might not know it this morning, but they desperately need. Would you take out of this place for those around you the hope that you've got, the comfort that you feel? I said to the taxi driver, the bull poo guy, I said to him, mate, I wasn't doing too well. Um, I've had COVID and I've been isolated for 10 days and like in myself, I wasn't doing very well. So I asked God for help and I felt him say, go to this retreat place. So I did. And he's like, yeah, that's bull poo. You know, I'm like, no, mate, listen, listen. <laughs> I walked in and I felt loved. For a moment, he didn't say bull poo. <laughs> But we need to be able to communicate what, do you feel loved in here, do you? I do, when I walk in and I see friends, I see Jim shining out and I see people that, that I know, I feel loved. I feel, oh, family, I'm here, family, I'm with you. Do you feel that? Well, will you take it out? <laughs> Don't keep it hidden, take it out. Tell people. I wonder, what, what do you say Mon tomorrow morning, Monday morning at work, you're having a brew, you've got a coffee. What do you do over the weekend? Do you dare say, I was at New Life. <laughs> it was good. It was good. I wonder, would you dare take out, would you dare follow the Lord Jesus? I know I've shared this poem many years ago with you, but it's called If We Go. Can I, can I share it again? You might have heard it. Uh, I need you to help me though, okay? When you hear me say, if we go where you go, could you shout out, where's that? Is that okay? Should we have a little practice? If we go where you go! Where's that? That's not bad. That's brilliant, actually. Okay, here we go. So if we go where you go! Where do you venture off to, eh? Beckoning me to follow. I see you sitting on the street. It's a you're in doorway. You're splitting an egg and mayo sandwich and then sharing yours with the man's dog. You're patting and scruffing and then you're still, placing your scarred rough hands upon the man's dreadlocked head to bless. And I see addictions flee, hurts blossom to whole trees and I see a man made new, new identity, not homeless man, but love. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to, eh? Beckoning me to follow us. Are you knocking on a paint-peeled, knackered door, waiting behind a baby crying and a shouting mum, hassled beyond her limits, trying to hold it together but can't? And I see you gently explain the gifts of nappies and food and shalom, pots of it, leaking out through the plastic LD bags. And I see you embrace the little ones, hold them, giggle and laugh each wave. Goodness comes back. Hope is restored. And I see a mum made new, new identity. Not single mum, but loved woman. If we go where you go. Where do you venture off beckoning me to follow? And I see you sitting with John. Or is that Terry? Or Dave? 
You know, your glass of red looks out of place amongst the tall pints and empties. You talk words of purpose and good future. You address the hours of wasted time, hours upon hours of a nothingness begin to shape into changing this place for doing and helping and family and an action and, and, and you open up the possibilities for there where, where there were none, you create new. And I see a lonely, alky man made new, new identity. Not just some boozing bloke, but loved man. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to beckoning me to follow? I see you running to the park. Yeah, it's dark and the youth may spark and tell you where to go. Yet you know as you say hi and kick that ball back. You ask if you can hang out for a bit and talk about stuff, school and who's it. And I see you with words of destiny flow. Like a can of Red Bull, nourish and awaken. And I see dignity rise like a hurried flood. Young people stepping into that playful dance of what can be, of kingdom come, worth and creativity. And I see a teenager made new, new identity. Not some troubled youth, but loved person. If we go where you go, you're doing great, by the way. There's only 48 verses, so no, we're there, we're there. Last verse. If we go where you go, where do you venture off to, hey, beckoning me to follow? I close my eyes and imagine where you would be, and it is endless. You go where I dare not. Help me to clasp that hand. To step in near and far to those you simply love. The unembraced, unknown, unwealthy, undone, unwelcome. The un, 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 un. Make me see people made new. New identity, not just people but each one loved and loved some more if we go take it out lastly let it flow (laughs) let it flow when we sang, what a wonderful name it is. Um, every time we sing that, I have to stop crying because I'll just carry on crying. Because <laughs> when I, I, I buried my friend Margaret, I was, I was her mentor um, with her husband, Michael. And uh, her coffin was carried in of a packed church uh, with someone singing that song. In her retirement, she planted a church. (laughs) Uh, She went into schools and she lived for Jesus. And cancer uh, cut it short, (laughs) you know, but, but beautiful, 
beautiful example. That's what I want to do my whole life, the whole of my life. To live for Jesus, to let him flow like a river from me. Every moment, every moment for him. Even getting a vegan sausage roll at Greg's the Baker this morning and a cup of coffee. I ushered Martin in to uh, meet my new mate. Uh, I said, oh yeah, Martin's a Christian. (laughs) And he heard Martin's story of how he came to know Jesus. I don't think he knew that you become a Christian, and I wanted him to know. Uh, It turned out he was a Buddhist, and he'd grown up being a Buddhist. But I wanted him to know, no, mate, you actually become a follower of Jesus, and gave him some artwork, and Martin blessed him and blessed his family. But it wasn't just getting some brekkie on the way here. There was an opportunity. If you don't feel... Like you have anything in you to flow out, I've got some good news. The good news is this. Jesus says to his very first friends, come, follow me, and I will make you fish for people, he says. Some versions of the Bible says this, I will teach you. In the New Living Translation, it says, I will show you how to fish for people. In the NRSV, it says this, and Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make, make you fish for people. In the Passion Translation, it says this, come follow me, and I'll transform you into fishers of men instead of fish. In the Good News, it says, Jesus said to them, come with me, and I'll teach you to catch people. Like the truest translation of that verse is, I will make you. And it's not like a forcing, come on, if you don't, I'm going to be well upset. He doesn't say that over us, right? He doesn't. It's not Jesus saying, come on, sort it out. I'll make you, come on. You know, it's not like that. The make it, when Jesus makes stuff, it's good. Read it in Colossians 1, John 1, Hebrews 1. All things have been made through him. All things. (laughs) Hang on. When he makes stuff, it's good. And he makes things out of nothing. So if you feel, I've got nothing. I can't do this. How can I? Take the light of Jesus out. How can I bring the inside out? I've got nothing. Well, you are in good company because I have absolutely zilch in me to do this. But Jesus makes in me the ability to do it. He makes So the flowing is the making. Jesus declares, if you're thirsty, come to me. Come to me. 
and I will give you drink. He said, if anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from their tummies, their bellies, their beings. Rivers. That is you and me. It's not some of us. Oh, yeah, they're sorted. No, it's every single one of us. The very, remember, he lives in us and dwells in us. And what is put within us is to be given out and given out and given out. Martin, come and uh, share a, a story. I've asked Martin to share something uh, quite exciting. You were at Costa Coffee. Yes, I was. And uh, some, something happened as you were at Costa Coffee that I am convinced is going to encourage these beautiful people. Okay. So T- tell us why, why you were at Costa <coughs> Coffee. Yeah, so I was part of a prayer and healing cafe at Costa Coffee where they invited us in and we'd go every Friday and I was a volunteer and the, the team would meet up and pray and then we'd look to see if there's people we could bless, people we could pray for, people came over to us. But at this particular day... I didn't get a sense of anybody in the store. So I went outside and I stood outside the store. I was on the street and I started praying. And I just asked Jesus to send somebody. And So, so you stood there praying on the street? Yeah, quietly. I, I okay. just did it in my head. And then this man came up to me and uh, said, can you give me some money for some food and drink? And what did he say to that? I said, come on in. So we're, um, I brought him across to the team. We, we had some tables and we asked him what he wanted to drink and eat and we went and bought something for him and then he saw the sign that it said, this is part of a church and he, he got a bit nervous. <laughs> so he wanted to, to run out the shop at that time? He, he wanted to leave at that time. But we said to him, look, have the drink, have, have the food, no, no catch here, leave when you want to leave. If, you want us, if there's anything you want us to pray for, we can pray for you, but we don't have to. And that, then what happened, Martin? So he ate his food, and then as we got chatting, um, as he was eating, he told us that he did have a health condition. And at the end of his meal, he asked us if we could pray for him. And And we did. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. And then I know you asked him a question. Yeah, so he he got up and he was about to leave, and I was a bit curious, and I asked him, what was it that made you come up to me? And he said, I saw you and your face was shining. And I didn't know this, and I was just praying, just standing in the street. Wow. And he saw your face shine. Yes, that's what he said. That's beautiful, Martin. Can we give it up for Martin? Yes. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> I love seeing Jesus on people's faces. Do you, do you love that? I love it. Sometimes I, I look and I'm like, oh. And it, it must seem a little bit freaky because people must be like, what? Oh, but you see Jesus, right? Who watched Strictly last night? Yeah, come on. Yeah. Oh, okay, two of you, three of you. I want to confess, I, I, um, I was speaking at a conference last night and I walked in. I was a bit tired and I was like, oh, can we change it? <laughs> and the girls were like, no, no, we're watching. You can't just walk in and say, can we change I was like, okay. And I really got into it because there was a guy from um, CBBS, a, a bit like Mr. Tumble, I guess. But um, he was a dancer, or CBBS, he's a presenter, and his face shone. 
I was really taken with his face. He did a Spider-Man dance. Those who watched it are like, oh, it's amazing, amazing. But what really got me was how as his face shone, he spoke of his faith. And the church were there supporting him, and uh, they were cheering, and it was good. And, but there was something about his face that was so attractive. The shining. The man who saw Martin standing on the street saw Martin's face shine. Would you let it flow? Would you dare to pray that people would see on your face, Jesus. And they would look and go, hang on. <laughs> what is that? What is that? And they'll, they'll ask. They'll, they'll see that shine, that glow of the Lord Jesus. So how do we get the inside out? Well, first off, we look in. What I've got... And it is good. <laughs> then we take it out. We dare to connect with what we've got in this building, in the office tomorrow, or at work, or at school, college. We dare. And then we let it flow. Let's pray. Lord, come. Come to us. For those of us who have forgotten that you actually live in us, would you remind us? For those of us who feel like we've... Um, we haven't made you at home. Come. Come and be in us. For those of us who um, feel that the inside of us is way too unclean for holy, beautiful Jesus. Lord, would you show us that you are greater? Would you touch our hearts now? Those of us who have traveled here, but we feel like we don't belong. Come and touch our hearts. Come, Jesus, come. Lord, for those of us who uh, we're not sure how to get the goodness of you in us, that is in us, uh, out, would you reassure us that plan for each one of us is to do that and you will make it happen and you will make in us the ability for that to happen going to ask you, would you dare, would you dare let the inside light out? If you say yes to that, would you say yes to Jesus now? Would you say yes, I dare? Lord, take those yeses right now. Take them. Use them. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for listening to this message from New Life in North Lincolnshire. To find out more, do visit us online at newlifechurch.uk or why not pay us a visit? We'd love to see you.